0: Hey guys, welcome to The Reload. This is Kiana Ward. This is season three, yay for me, season three. Um, Oh my God, so much been going on guys. Of course, we're still caught up in COVID. Um, I have a lot in store for you guys this season, but today we're gonna talk about nothing in everything in regards to culture, Black culture, that is. So we're gonna talk about the arts, which is um, so important for um, for Black culture, for all co- culture, you know, art is so important. Um, but especially for um, the dynamic of, of how Black art is being celebrated more to me, I feel around this time i feel like it's more liberating and um we're we're especially as black people and 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 other people who love black culture is like you can celebrate black art without um you know being read as like a stereotype or being looked at any type of way like now we can you know, we can wear tribal marks on our face when we're painting and doing different content or we can paint and and depict exactly how, you know, our emotions are feeling or we can design, you know, the list goes on and on or we can act, you know, we can be we, you know, we feel it. I feel like it's a different kind of feeling right now, you know, how everybody is feeling in terms of Black art. But anywho, I have two guests, and they they both are in the arts. They both are beautiful, young, intelligent women. Um, they both have their own um, unique story, and I'm going to let you both introduce yourself. And, you know, we'll talk about, you know, how both of you um, decided to get in art and what motivates you. And then we're going to also talk about Black is King because that's the hot topic right now with Beyonce, had dropped it, carry it away, whichever one of you want to um, introduce yourself first.
1: Okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> my name is Erica Puckett. Um, and all of my art stuff is under ePucketArt, um, and so I got into art, basically, I'm a painter, but <laughs> a mixed media artist as well. I don't like boxing myself into one thing, so I discovered my inner artist as, or through painting, but that's grown to creating, like, wearable art and designing, um, Also like dabbling in home decor stuff, like creating furniture pieces and planters, and now face masks, shout out to COVID. So so, (laughs) I like I stay open and go wherever um, my mind and God. So um, as far as how I got into art though, that happened. I've always loved art. My mom was really great at keeping myself and my younger brother like involved in the arts growing up. Like we didn't always have a lot, but she was big on like not making, not letting like our our environment um, affect like, what we can do and see and all that. Mm-hmm. So she kept us like in museums and all these different little events like that. So I grew up loving art but I never considered myself an artist until I would say a few years ago now. Um I mm-hmm. moved out east. So Texas is home for me. Houston. Texas. Yeah. More. Texas. Mm-hmm. So yes, Beyonce's home say. Put that out there. But um yes, I moved to Jersey for law school. And mm-hmm. while I was going through school, um I definitely had my moments where to be completely honest, like I hated it. And I thought that I made the wrong decision because I was so unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of stumbled into art um, during a holiday break back home in Houston. My cousin had some paint laying around. I started planning it. Next thing I know, I looked up hours later and I had like two pieces that I made. And ah, I, man. therapeutic, like it was just this release that felt so good i was like i go back to jersey i'm putting up the art store just to have this on the side and do it you know when i'm stressed out and i did that and then i looked up and my whole dorm room was like filled with painting and i was shooting <laughs> on facebook at the time and family and friends were super encouraging and, were, and one of my cousins said hey maybe you should make a, a instagram page just for your art so i'm like okay let me try that and it just grew from there like there mm-hmm. was a longer story but i don't want to have the longest intro in the
0: world yeah you know we'll we'll dip and dive into yeah. a, a couple of things so that you know you can express um, give us more details about that yeah. journey and all of that and and then we have our other artists here
2: hi i'm raquel <laughs> rain <laughs> and um i got into singing when i was a child i would annoy my parents and my three older brothers i would go around the house and i would <laughs> sing disney songs over and over and over um and eventually when i was in high school i would sing all of the greats mariah carey whitney houston Celine dion christina aguilera and um there was this one time that i was in school with a friend and I was just singing kind of quietly under my breath and he said wow you're a really good singer you should do it more often and in public like louder (laughs) and so actually he is the reason why I have no fear I literally I named my website um, Sings in Public because I will just be walking down the street and I'll sing whatever comes to my heart to sing Yeah so i i've been singing for a long time um i did musical theater in high school i did a musical theater college and eventually i got my um cruise uh, contract which is amazing i got to tour the world mm-hmm. singing as a guest entertainer with norwegian cruise lines and princess cruise lines and then after that i just decided i'm going to Move to New York City, the greatest place city in the world, and uh, see how how I would succeed here.
0: Oh man, that's amazing! And I definitely want to dive into that because it wasn't until I read your bio um, with both of you when I read both of your bios. Like, you know, I feel like. It's the path of, like, someone who started in arts and what that looks like and who has an education, the, the education and background. Like, you've been taught art. You went to a performing arts school. Yeah. And then, like, with Erica, this is someone that is self-taught and that, you know, was really caught up in law school. And, you know, and then she decided that she wanted to use art as a way of just – I guess dealing with those demands, like you said on your um, bio Erica and that talent took you into a whole nother direction of where you are today. So um, let's talk about for both of you and I want to hear from both of you, um, when when we speak about art or black art, uh, what what was the motivation that you both knew that, okay, I have something here. I think I need to really you know pursue this thing that could be bigger than whatever I dream of or whatever that I imagine like what was the moment where were you in that moment when you realized that if if, if my question makes sense let me know if I need to my yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay. Um, I know for me, it was a very specific moment. I grew up in a small town, Lompoc, California, and and my performance college was only 30 minutes north of where I lived. So I wasn't far from home. And when I graduated, I decided to move to Los Angeles. And Mm. Los Angeles was very competitive, not a lot of theater, not a payment anyways. So I saw how like I was just really concerned. I don't want to try going down this career path and mm. possibly not having you know, food to eat because I'm so worried about being a starving artist. Yeah. So I I, yeah. I really had my practical side just screaming in my ear. So I decided to go to college and get my degree in psychology because Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, well maybe I could do something with this while I'm pursuing singing. And I grew up singing in church with my family. My dad was a pastor. And so we just, we were always singing every Sunday. And sorry, to bring it forward in Los Angeles, I started getting gigs singing at this church, Valencia United Methodist Church. And they just, um, there was very specifically a choir director there, Stephen Applegate, who really encouraged me Mm -hmm. and he said, You got to keep singing your voice is absolutely beautiful and you have to share especially god's message to his people um and that was derived from a conversation i had with him because i was telling him i'm you know i'm just so concerned uh i don't think i want to continue singing anymore i don't think i want to continue trying to act anymore because i am worried that i won't have enough money or be making enough money to sustain myself and it was him that inspired me to just keep going and actually singing christian music singing for other people as opposed to for myself was the most inspiration and hearing the feedback from people that they got that oh wow i really heard your message in that song thank you Mm -hmm. so much that's Mm -hmm. why i keep
0: yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like the Lord's music, you know. It does bless It bless us all. Yeah. And what about you, Erica? Because I know like for you you took your art also to a whole nother level. So what was the moment where you knew that okay, I gotta I have to push this. I really have to take full control and focus on this and and mm-hmm. do
2: something.
1: I feel like it's been uh, it's it's been a series of different moments that add up to where I'm at now with it like the level mm-hmm. of confidence and just like happiness that I feel with where I'm at and, and what I'm pursuing it was a struggle to get here yeah. first it was an internal struggle because I'm like girl you went to law school like you gotta do that because everybody's gonna look at you like what are you doing you know mm. I had to give myself permission to explore this side and I had to I had to understand that just because I'm showing, giving this side attention now, doesn't mean I have to let go of the other. I can do multiple things. So I'm very big on that. Whenever I speak to people, like I I have fellow classmates that I went to school with that have an artistic side themselves. And they talk to me about like, how seeing me do what I'm doing has encouraged them. I'm like, really? And I just give them encouragement on the side. Like, yeah, you can do both, like. (laughs) <laughs> you to, um, you but I was to choose. the first big moment of like, oh, okay. Besides my cousin saying, hey, do an Instagram page for your art. Because, <laughs> yeah, that that would be the first start. But like the moment after that, I had applied to um, an art show in Jersey City at this, um, the, the location is closed down now, but it, it was LITM. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing was, like, the manager there, she curated art shows um, for local artists. And that spot was well known for, like, the food and the drinks and the vibe, but also, like, really great art. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know that it was difficult to get into. I just knew I wanted to have my art somewhere outside of my yeah. living room. <laughs> So, I literally, I went down to Jersey City, um, met with the bartender, and I was like, how do I get my art on the wall? And they're like, here's a business card. You got to email her and see what she says. So I did. I applied. Well, she was like, I'll put you on the list. And when I put out an artist call, you know, submit your work. So she did that. I submitted my work. And she selected my piece. But then came imposter syndrome, right? (laughs) I don't know. I've struggled with that, like, Mm. forever. I always feel like, I don't know if I really deserve this. Like, somehow I slipped through the cracks. So that's how I was feeling, uh-huh. so, um, that the night of the opening uh, for the show, I kind of expressed that to her, and she was like, "Um, stop right there. You are an artist.
0: Stop right.
1: almost artists or emerging. All that. You're an artist." And I'm like, "Okay." You know. So that was like somebody pouring into me, pushed mm-hmm. me, and then. um, going to more shows and meeting people in person and seeing how they react to my art on the wall a lot of times i like to stand back and i don't tell the person that i'm the artist i just i want to sit back and see how you react to it so it's been so like fulfilling to see that and i miss that so much but COVID is such a hater (laughs) but yeah like those moments also let me know like okay you're you're doing something like you're talking right. to people through your art which is
0: like amazing it's so amazing so like who who are you both um like getting inspiration from who who is the person do you have an artist um in terms of like black art on any level that you guys like you know you look you look up to or you you know with most people that we admire we do mock them in certain ways you know because that's pretty much almost the point that's why like I like what you do like I can do that too I'm just gonna do it a little differently and have put my own spin to it so who are are you guys like listening to watching um getting any type of inspiration from in terms of like your art and and what you do
2: personally i love 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 alicia keys um her (laughs) voice is not only magnificent and raw she's an incredibly beautiful artist Mm -hmm. she from you know everything she speaks is just positivity and um i even love that she just goes natural too which is something i am i'm fully support because i feel like we don't need to have 10 layers of whatever on our face or or whatever it is to prove our worth we can Mm -hmm. and i really enjoy doing it trust me yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) but i also don't want to be looked at as if something's wrong with me on the days that i don't you know put in the Mm -hmm. on the makeup maybe i just want to be natural and um I just, I, I, she's so just encouraging and yeah, such an inspiration.
0: You're giving me Alicia Keys vibes right now.
2: Is your, is your piano
0: in front of you right now? I feel like your piano is in front of <laughs> you. It's right over there. It's over there. I, can't, I can't wait for the podcast to be over. I'm going to. I no. Let me put yeah, Alicia I'm Keys playing. on my, t- on my playlist. No, I want to listen to her. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, now Raquel, we will play, um one of uh raquel's song in a in a few seconds here oh right yeah um, the
2: song i have is um I'm, that's me playing the piano um uh, that was a song that i was asked to uh make the theme song for this new audio podcast series coming out yeah. and it's called love don't live here anymore mm. and it's, it's from so beautiful it's um uh, from the dark after dark collectives
0: Oh, that's what I was wondering, but I, I didn't want to say, I want, I didn't want to ask you this yesterday when we talked, uh, Raquel, I was like, should I ask her what LDLH stands for? Or no, just like leave it alone.
2: Right. It was too long. Uh, honestly, that was just me being lazy when I, I yeah. do all of my like home recordings here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just lazy and I'll just put like the initials of the title let me see
0: if i can play just like a little few seconds of it right now let me know if you ladies can hear it if you can't hear it i'll just make sure i unplug my headset here let me see let me see you guys hear it do you hear it no let's see i know what i have to do i know what i have to do sorry i can see all right, let's see here. Now, what motivated this song, Raquel? As I'm about to light star,
2: well, um, I got. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I can hear it now. Um, Terrell Jackson, the author, um, gave me permission to listen to a couple of his episodes, which I, I really is. As an artist, that's how I work, especially if somebody needs me to write something for them. I need to capture the essence of what the project is. So after immersing myself in that for a couple days, uh, I sat down on my piano and I just put myself in my own situation and related to the feeling and the emotion of the character. And um, I actually was just going through a breakup of my own. And it really inspired me to sing, um, create the song that love don't live here anymore. And I, I just kind of was looking around my apartment at things that my ex had done for me. And um, he's gone, but the memories of him are still here, which can be painful sometimes. Yeah. But that is what inspired the song.
0: Yeah, that it, it's a beautiful is your voice is just like. It's so it's very powerful um, and I'm glad to learn that. And um, especially when women go through certain situations and whether it's the heartbreak or l- l- losing someone that passes away or that's no longer here with us, um, music is very powerful. Um, like our own counselor in a way like you know taking you through those emotions and helping you cope with a lot of things i can say a lot of music especially um to get back to like you know talking about church and all of that like church m- music definitely has saved me a lot of times from having like nervous breakdown or just you know going off the end you know um when when, when I was dealing with a lot um, but I, I'm going to play more of the song throughout this episode and all of that but I, I do like it and um, it's just it's really nice to meet somebody on a organic level how we met mm-hmm. <laughs> outside during the comedy show and then to learn that you have all this talent and you know people do need to hear you people do need to see you sing and um. You know, you put yourself out there, um, especially. You know, you're giving your voice. Um, your voice have so much power to help lead and change and um, impact culture and 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 be in more theater arts. You know, work that you probably want to do and yeah. and and impact the culture in that way. Um, now, with you. I know I felt like I was sounding like I was about to start singing to you myself. By the way, I was <laughs> go just for playing. it, hey! Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, Erica, in in terms of your art, like tell us who who influenced you and who do you look to to guide you when you're painting or you're designing a handbag? Because I know that you revamp um, yeah. bags and clothes and all of that for people. So tell us who. Tell us who inspire you. So, kind of going off of what you said
1: earlier, um, leading into the question, you know, we are inspired by a lot of what's around us. So, because of that, I like to limit um, following other artists and stuff like that because I never want to mm. feel like I took somebody's idea. I'm I mm. want it in my own lane. So, yeah. the things that I've created art wise on the canvas, that's what was in my mind. And it came out. Um, I have people like friends and family, they're like, they'll send me pictures of artwork and they're like, This made me think of your work and I'm like, Thank you. But you know, <laughs> on the inside one's like, don't send me that, like I don't wanna see that. Um but I, I Going and participating in different art shows and stuff, you make friends within that community. So mm-hmm. now I have, like, true, genuine friendships with other artists um, that really I consider, like, I call them my art brothers or sisters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I love their work, but we're all in different lanes. There's no visual artist that uh, I pattern myself after. There there are, I would say, I guess, um, musicians that play a role in what I do because I love 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 music
2: Music, anyway. I'm
1: not creating without like one of my playlists on I have a million playlists for different feelings you know like literally yeah. I have one called paint a paint playlist and there's one vibes with a wave like <laughs> yeah so um, the artists that I, I really love to listen to Brandy, um, Brandy. Bill Scott, Erica Badu
0: oh yes yeah.
1: Her, like, Summer Walker, um, Scissor. I will play them, like, on repeat Um, while I'm creating. And then I would say, like, the people in my life. So my mom is huge in what I do because, again, she pretty much put the love of art in me at a very young age. And just whatever message I want to put out, like, um, which... I, when I first started painting, I saw, like, I kept painting this same thing over and over again, which was like, women with afros and Mm. brightly painted lips. I'm like, what is your obsession with this? Like, why do you keep painting this? Um, And I realized, I felt like I was painting who I wish I felt free to be or comfortable to be every day because of the space that I was in at the time, so... Again, I was in law school. I'm um, going to different interviews for internships and stuff like that. And granted, nobody's, Well, actually, I did have a couple of people tell me going into law school, you need to you need to reel it in, you need to tone it down. You know, right. you have that in the back of your mind. Like, should I straighten my hair for the interview? Should I, you know, yeah. like you tell me you can't? Don't watch what you wear because
0: you know you're curvy and you'll come across. Um, as a, I'm glad you brought that up, which like that points me to the next um, topic of this conversation of like the the stereotypes that um, that black culture or women, period, get, you know, when uh, we're out there and we're trying to, you know, find a job or find a loved one. We have to live. We live in a world where so many things are not. Acceptable because people don't understand the culture or don't understand right. why you know you look this way or why you choose to wear your hair that way and, um, and and that's the reason why like I was so proud of of Beyonce bringing Black is King because the way that her team and and, uh, and I think she had went over. she had over 30 african artists that was part of the making of blackest king and just seeing the images of different african-american african-american people but also african people is you know this idea a lot of people have this idea that you know it's a lot of it is poverty it's poverty everywhere just poverty looks different depending on where you go um but she really just captured and showcased the um, the culture of Africa, and you know, being headed or having a fro or having dreads or you know, hair locked up, not twist, not comb, not anything. And um, as you were saying, like you were painting the reflection of who you, how you were feeling, and what who you were, and mm-hmm. how people would tell you to tone it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like. I guess, for both of you, do you got, are you guys still dealing with that or, like, battling that? I know, like, me and you, Raquel, we went into this conversation a little bit um, before, too. Like, tell us a little bit about your experience, being who you are and trying to be comfortable in identifying with, you know, African culture or just being an African-American or, or whatever the case may be.
2: Yep, I am half black, half Mexican. And I grew up in a pretty racist town. And I remember the kids would tease me about my hair. And it was, you know, big, curly, afro-y, nappy at times. Yeah. And the kids would tease me from behind and say, I can't see. And so the teachers would move me out of the way. And so I kind of grew up feeling like, man, what's wrong with my hair? And so eventually I had my mom just cut it off for me beautiful Ah. long curly like thick like i think a 3c hair right just Mm -hmm. i cut it off because i was so sick and tired of being teased then i did the chemicals and i got Mm -hmm. it straightened and then that completely ruined my hair and um it wasn't actually until i moved here till new york and i had gotten braids once when I was 16, but now that I've been here in New York and I'm surrounded by every culture mm-hmm. and all yeah. kinds of skin tones, and I'm just like, hey, I can do it too. Um, that was part of the conversation I had with you, Kiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, really felt accepted by the Black community mm-hmm. because I was always told, you're not Black. You don't mm-hmm. sound Black. You don't talk Black. You don't look Black. Therefore, you're not Black. Mm-hmm. And that was really offensive to me growing up because my dad is black. And I just had a conversation with my black grandmother the other day who did tell me that our family is descendants, we are slaves, we're descendants of slaves. Mm-hmm. And I think it was that moment that I just started to cry and I was like, I know that I'm black and I accept me as black. Mm-hmm. And it's not up to the anybody else to tell me that I am or that I'm not. It's right. something that I have to decide for myself. And that right. was so like, just a relief. But yes, hair, like, especially in the acting world, I never know, should I have my hair straightened? Should I have it curly? What should I, what's gonna get me the role basically, so.
0: And we, we hear about those stories. And, and first, let me say this, like you're black. If I don't care who the black parent, whether it's the mother or the father, you're black. You what? have black men seeing you. And and it's up to you and your journey of making sure that, like you're doing now, you're embracing your black your blackness, you're embracing the culture, you're learning, you're you are learning you are want to learn. So, who gives a fuck about? <laughs> <laughs> I period. do curse on here. <laughs> period. Who gives a fuck about? You know what? what somebody else' assumptions are or what they feel is considered black or not
2: 100
0: because I know people who are not fully black who gives a lot into the culture and I know people who are fully black and vice versa. and I know people who are you know fully black who gives a lot into the culture and they embrace and they educate. and a lot of it has to do with self-love and self-hate. Mm-hmm. And if you if you allow that self hate to eat you away, then you won't embrace who you are. You won't embrace that, that black side. You you'll look at it like how the media for centuries have portrayed, you know, black art, black people, which, you know, is a bunch of a bunch of garbage. Um uh, and, and and how about you, Erica? Like, I mean, with you being black, and I mean and some people don't understand this too. Even with you being darker skin, you also experience, you know, like hate within your own community because oh, I'm too I'm too dark or I'm too black or my hair is too nappy, too, you know, like it's always something. So you're not alone, Raquel. I want you to know that you have people who are are in you know sort of different situations but they battle and have to deal with the same thing trying to figure out their identity mm, yeah. yeah yeah um
1: for me uh i i was fortunate in the sense of i come from a family that more so my mother's side um, mm-hmm. of the family was big on like oral history so mm. we knew where we came from and who we were before I was started in school, you know, like I was listening to these stories.
2: Um,
1: So I had a sense of pride built from that. And then um, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. So I was born in Minneapolis. Um, I started grade school out in LA, uh, Los Angeles. Um, We moved back and forth between the states before moving to Houston when I was 10. So from 10 on into adulthood and me uh, finishing undergrad, I was in Texas. And uh, primarily, we were raised in Third Ward, which is a historically Black community. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went to predominantly Black schools right there in the inner city. Uh, So all the stereotypes you have heard of, inner city schools, that's what was being said about the elementary that I went to, the middle school I went to, and then the high school, which was Jack Gates. In your high (laughs) High school in Houston, Texas. Shout
0: out to the high schools.
1: (laughs) People had low expectations for us. um, But within those walls, we had really strong Black educators that loved on us so much. So Mm. in addition to what I was getting at home, I, I was getting that at school. And then I went on to University of Texas for my undergrad, uh, for for my bachelor's. And I, I ended up double majoring in history and African diaspora studies. So again, like the type of professors I ended up being surrounded by were these strong black individuals that were opening my eyes to more truths about me that I was blown away. I didn't even know. Like, right. I'm like, how did I go to school for twelve plus years and I'm just now learning? Brazil got more black people than we do. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. Wow. Um. And then I, I love, love, love traveling. And I was, I was looking at like, I'm broke, so yeah. if I'm gonna travel, like, who <laughs> has to pay for it? So I was, yeah. I would take advantage of studying abroad, opportunities, and, like get scholarships for it. So, I studied uh, in London, and I went to, the first time I went to Africa, I got to go to Ghana, Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Israel, Nicaragua, and, like, all these places, I was falling in love with, like, meeting the Black people there, hearing what their story was, how did you get here, what was your experience like here, and more important to me was finding the ways in which we were connected, we're more Mm -hmm. alike than we are different, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we find different languages, but, like, the foods we eat, at the end of the day are rooted in the same yeah yeah our styles just our 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 mannerisms and things like that so i was just fascinated by that um i feel like i've ventured off of the question no 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 <laughs>
0: it's it's fine it's fine, it's fine. you're okay. you're on your own topic we're just talking about you know in terms of um your experience being you know black and how I'm... art has yeah go ahead I did have a moment. Now that I'm thinking about it, in Ghana. <laughs> um, no.
1: So first, before I ever went to Ghana, I read. So my favorite author in the whole wide world, she's no longer here, and I literally broke down crying the day that I found out she passed away. But Dr. Mm. Maya Angelou. Like, oh
0: like, yes, yes. Like yes. in my
1: mind, she was my aunt, and I was gonna meet her and tell her that one day, and I never went to. But anyways, <laughs> the very first book I read by her was All God's Children Traveling. And I just, it was amazing because again, somebody who loves traveling, I felt like I went to every country with her in that mm. book. But she talked about her time in Ghana, um, really on the continent in general, but she she was saying how um, everyone wasn't w- warm and welcoming. Mm. So I appreciated reading that prior to going because it kind of prepared me mentally for you know what I could possibly, um, encounter once i went now overall i had an amazing time in ghana like i definitely Mm -hmm. want to go back if the lord blesses me with a home over there one day that would be wonderful (laughs) but i had moments where people were rude and in particular uh i was i was at the front desk speaking to like um the the man like managing the hotel that we were staying in and this guy comes up like interrupts us talking to ask him a question But when he refers to me, he called me a Bruni. And I knew what it meant because I had read Maya Angelou's book. Mm And he didn't know that I knew what it meant. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why did you call me that? And he was like, what? And I was like, why did you call me a Bruni? And he was like, I mean, do you know what that is? I was like, yeah, I know what that is. Why did you call me that? Um, He was like, well, you're white. And I was like, no, I'm not. And so he was like, well, what's your name? So I told him my name. And then he was like, what does your name mean? Do you know the meaning of your name? And I was like, I mean, it meant something to my mom. She picked it, you know, like, I don't know. (laughs) And so he was like, well, my name means blah, blah, blah. And I can go back five generations. And like, he basically was bragging about the fact his family never broke ties with the continent. So instantly I was pissed off like yeah. pissed off like, I don't take disrespect well whatsoever so I'm just like how am I about to change? <laughs> so I was like um okay what language are we speaking right now and he looked at me confused and I'm like what well, language we're speaking English right and he's like yeah I'm like exactly y'all were colonized by England so you're just as up <laughs> up you're no blacker than me because you were he- born on the continent so yeah in america i'm never mistaken for a white woman i'm not white
0: and i I think just to hit up on that point what you said i think that was the like the point of beyonce creating black is king also to teach us that you know even though we're in different continents or whatever the case may be we're still rooted from this one country and so the advantage that you have is that you do your ancestors are here so you know your tribal name you know your like la- your real rooted um language what is what is the Igbo whatever the case may be that you know that your that your um culture speaks um and and that's what I really like about that and You know, you can't change everybody's perspective of how they feel, especially about African-Americans or people from America when they go to another country, Mm -hmm. because they've also been colonized as well. And a lot of times they see African-Americans as lazy. Mm -hmm. That's how a lot of them feel. And that's not to... You know, talk bad or anything about anybody from Africa. Everybody's not the same, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are. You know, taught that way that Africans Americans are lazy. But unless you know, like Beyonce say her story, unless you know our story, well, and um, and the reason behind why so many African Americans are in the situations that they are in, because we're still battling and struggling to. Um, get ahead you know we're still we're still descend. we're the descendants from slaves slaves as well like we're still trying to make a change after 400 years and um little change has been made you know civil rights movement was just 50 plus years ago like that's nothing that's my my mom is 71 so you know, my mom experienced silver, the Civil Rights Movement and Jim Crow and all of that type of stuff. Um, but it's just important for art to be a representation to us in in, in the public and in, in, in the media when we're watching and we're viewing and when we're consuming those things. Absolutely. So like, that's what yeah. I want. That's what I was going to yeah.
1: say next. I for me that's what um, that's that's why Black is King is yeah so beautiful and important. And I just think, um, like at the end of the day, I would love for everyone to travel outside of their bubble and go see places for yourself. Go meet people for yourself. Uh, But realistically, that may not happen for everybody. So then the next thing people turn to to see other parts of the world is the media. And if we don't have a footing in the media and in arts, someone else is telling our story. Someone yeah. else is showing the world who we are. And yeah. a lot of times it's full of stereotypes that are not true. And then we have people that, such as myself studying abroad, I go over here, now I have to combat right. the BS. So when you have somebody like Beyonce on the level that she's on, deciding to use her platform to showcase just black culture in general because it's not yes she used a lot of designers and artists mm-hmm. from the continent and I, I really loved that and enjoyed seeing that but to me it was just about black culture in general yeah that like, i also took away from it again no disrespect to africans um uh, but i don't need your permission to call myself black sure
0: yeah goes need, back to Raquel
2: right I don't need your <laughs> I'm this. speechless I'm, yeah it goes back to I'm, what Raquel said I'm absolutely yeah. speechless that you Erica were told that you are not black I <laughs> yeah. just really put things into perspective
1: for me yeah 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 which means to lay claim to the African continent because clearly somebody from my my background bloodline yeah my bloodline left this continent and not yeah. by choice you know like even when I was in Ghana we went and we, we toured the slave dungeons they call them castles but I yeah. just think like castle is the wrong word because it gives off this idea that it's a beautiful place and when I stepped in there I felt like chills I felt a wave of different emotions like I was angry I was sad it mm. felt so real and then when I literally, I, I stepped through the door of no return and then you can turn around and like, they have a sign up there now. I, I forgot what it says, but it, you know, it says something else, but I'm sitting there looking at the door of no return. The Atlantic ocean is right behind me. Hmm. The city, the town is hustling and bustling. Like those that are locals, they're trying to, they come up to you with your name. They'll, they'll, right. you in a rock. Like, you want to buy this? Like, can I have my moment? I'm not trying to buy nothing. But anyways, going back to the moment. I'm there, like it hit me. I'm like, yo, somebody whose blood is running through my veins went through this door. They had no idea where they were going. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine how hopeless you have to feel. Like, you're right. like, like you, are yet they fought through that. Okay, made it through the middle passage, which is a whole nother shit show to have to survive through. Then got sold off somewhere in the deep south made it through that like my family kept fighting enough for me to be here today yeah i
0: it's yeah. how we I we all should know that we are black enough <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know we're all we we all um represent the culture in different ways mm-hmm. and that's what makes us so unique and that's that what is what makes Black culture so beautiful. And Raquel, I wanted to pick up on this because I know like um, when I went on your website and I want us to talk a little bit about this before we wrap up the show, too, because I want you both to talk about, you know, your business and what you're working on and what's the next phase for you and how do you, you know, what what will you be doing next for Black culture or how you going to make an impact but raquel i know that um before we get into that i i went on the website and i saw that you did the remake for spirit of Black Is king yeah so tell us what brought what brought that and why you decide to do the remake for that
2: um well i had I finished watching the uh, (laughs) real live animation of the Lion King remake. And as as, you know, I've said before, I'm in love with Disney. Uh So there was just something about spirit that completely awakened something within me. Um, Mm -hmm. Your destiny is coming close. Stand up and fight. Like that Mm -hmm. lyric right there to me was just everything. Um, And I was approached by one of the churches that offer me work from time to time. And they said, hey, do you happen to have a really inspiring song for this coming Sunday message? And I was like, spirit, it has to be this. Especially during these COVID times. I feel like we are facing a battle right now. Um, Not only in COVID, but Black Lives Matter. We all have to stand up and we have to We have to encourage each other. We have to support each other. We have to say enough is enough. I believe that there is a lane for each and every one of us. If we're not out on the streets, we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be posting about it. We're going to be singing about it. And spirit to me was something that I could both offer from black culture and also an encouragement for everyone as as a message. So um, that that was that remake was specifically for the church. And then I just decided to put, oh, this is a little secret. I'm gonna let you guys know what I've been (laughs) doing lately. Um, I get more views. When I happen to be wearing something a little more revealing.
0: (laughs) Girl, tell me about it.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm now, I'm using my body and my face. If, you know, if this is what people want to look at, they're also going to get the message. Right. You know, I'm also going to talk about Black Lives Matter. I'm also going to share Black music and they're going to look at me and listen to it at the same time though
0: right yeah look it's nothing wrong with that I use this pretty face too when I can <laughs> <laughs> and put on something a little you know that's not too much but a little right. revealing. A little just something. you gotta tease people mm-hmm. and it's unfortunately that's the world we live in it's like if you're not you don't catch anybody's eye in the first eight seconds five seconds if they look at you then 9 out of 10, they're they're going to scroll past you. They won't watch it. But if you look good or you got something in the background that catches their yeah. eye, then they'll actually pay attention. So I don't blame you for tricking them.
2: And that's why for the spirit, <laughs> to for my little, <laughs> for my spirit musical or music video, I was at the beach and so I just uh, decided to take a bunch mm-hmm. of pictures of myself and little videos at the beach in my bikini and then I synced it to spirit.
0: You're right. You sh- wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at wow. all. That was smart. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You're right about that.
0: So ladies like tell everybody like um, where they can go to check out check out your art or check out your music or check out I know Raquel um you do a little acting too and then Erica you do the revamping of purses and shoes whatever it is that somebody wants to revamp but you also sell your actual paintings and um posters too and there's a couple other stuff on there too, yeah. cause look, I wanted to order some, but then my I checked my check how my savings account checking account set up, you know. But I am going to order a painting from from you before the end of this year. So you know, let's we're three Don't months. I'll, I'll <laughs>
1: about that. Um, as far as where listeners and viewers maybe, uh, can find me. Um, my website is www.epucketart.com So that's e P U C K T T Ar T.com. Um, again, my name is Erica Puckett. Um, on Instagram and Facebook it's the same, epucket art. Uh, I would recommend following me on Instagram because mm-hmm. that's where I'm most like heavily involved and in. currently I'm focused on trying to build up my engagement. I suck at that right now, but I've been yeah. the last couple of weeks I've been working on it. Um, as far as what I have coming up next, well, like uh, you touched on, I have my art on canvas, um, but mm-hmm. again, I'm very big on not being boxed in on anything that I do, so I want to make the world beautiful like Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: if that's from the pair of shoes you got on to the jacket you're wearing to the greeting card you're trying to send out to the pot you want to put your new plants in whatever you need to the mask that we now need to be wearing on our face yeah my art is on it and it's like why not be beautiful like why not because, uh, the my, dazzle, yes, the <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better at like keeping men in mind because I have like my male followers that support me and love me. But
0: um, make some no, boxers, make some what? Boxers, briefs, well, boxers.
1: I'm gonna take note. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, definitely, <laughs> up, definitely <laughs> me up in like my DM and stuff. Like, we you gonna do something for guys? So. I, you know, my app, I have abstract artwork that they can feel more comfortable wearing if, you know, they're not too the community. um community. And the next big project, I guess my little secret would be, I, I do, it's gonna sound cliche, but like the children are the future, right? And so I wanna pour back into children and make mm-hmm. sure that they are um, being able to explore their creative side because we all were creative and love. Right, it. right. And then it's things throughout life as we get older that pulls us away from that. So I just want to encourage them early on that it's okay to explore your academic side and keep your artistic side. Even if you don't make money off of it, at the end of the day, that's free therapy. Right there, you can do yeah. yourself. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be putting together um, one-on-one offerings to basically like be an art tutor.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, sign me up. Let me know when you start that. Okay, right. um, so if you are you going to create like kits, like are you going to okay, create I'll, kits I'll have, that you I'll can have mail. mail to them and then they can come online and yeah, that'll be exactly. dope.
1: So the, a quick rundown of how I'm going to do it. I will have kids. Um, I already have uh, it, it's going to be like a monthly thing. So you can parents can sign their children up. Mm -hmm. for a month of classes with me so what happens is we schedule a time we'll meet uh for one hour once a week and Mm -hmm. each hour I already have like a lesson plan on the the things that we're going to touch on so I'm going to teach them like the styles that I'm like well known for yeah but I'm also going to pour into them and talk about how to um like the importance of manifestation
0: well let me know when you're doing that yes Yes, because, look, we can we can do a live, set up a live something. i love to probably host one on, like, our Zoom or something like that. That'll be, cool. That'll yeah. be dope. Cool. And what about you, Raquel? Like, tell us what's going on with you. What are you working on? What do yep. you want people to do? Where can they stream, purchase your music? Yep. What I want everybody to
2: do, please, if you have a moment, is subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Raquel, R-A-Q-U-E-L, Reigns, R-E-I-G-N-S. That's my YouTube page because what I hope to do is start monetizing on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And once I get enough subscribers, um, then I'll be able to monetize. And I I just want to be successful in the music industry. I want to create a Mm -hmm. stable financial career in the music industry, whether that's giving vocal coaching, whether that is me playing piano for someone, I'm recording someone. Uh, Most importantly, I'd love to perform. That's first and foremost, I'm a performer. Um, I'm also a recording artist. I have my own um, sustainable home recording equipment here and um, writing music I'd love to get more into. Um, The next big thing that I'm doing is I'm just, I'm kind of going into learning education mode. because I want to be able to offer more to the world. And um, I, I also want to be smart in myself as a business. And I want to be taken seriously with that too. Because um, that's important. You know, I, I I do believe that my art is therapeutic for myself. Like, I don't, right. I don't need anybody else. I don't need money to. <laughs> However, it would be great to combine the both. So right. um, uh- that, that is. Where I'm at, and so I'm hoping that you know. Add me on Instagram underscore Raquel Rains, and uh, let, how can I help you?
0: Come to me. Slide in yes, my DM. Yes, yes. How can I help? How can I help
2: you? you? I,
0: help you? <laughs> I like that. Well, you know what, ladies? Like, I thank both of you so much for um, being a part of this discussion, and whatever. Um, if you have a flyer or anything that you want me to share. Um, when we roll this episode out, please let me know because I want to make sure that I'm supporting you guys and helping you in any way that I can. Uh,
2: Likewise, likewise.
0: And, you know, let's continue, both of you, to the both of you, continue being who you are, embracing yourself, loving yourself, um, giving back, and whether that's through performing or teaching or designing um, giving back to the culture and making an impact you know through your name through your talent um, because it's so it's so important you know a lot of black history is always easily erased right yeah. so let's let's try to make sure each of you are making a, a stamp and you know you're teaching somebody that's and it'll inspire them to do the same thing follow your lead
1: much thank you very much thank you lady i was nervous
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is the reload and i am kiana ward i'm out thank you so much erica and raquel bye